ship down! Anakin! Don't let your personal feelings get in the way! Follow that speeder! Over the ship! I can't take Tuku alone! I need you! If we catch him, we can end this war right now! We have a job to do! I don't care! Put the ship down! You will be expelled from the Jedi Order! I can't leave her! Come to your senses! What do you think Padme would do with she in your position? She would do her duty. Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This is episode number 387. Follow that speeder! I'm always host, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Skywalker by Obi-Wan Kenobi. I hate it when he does that. We... What's there? <laughs> uh, this is a shortcut, I think. <laughs> completely the other way. Once again, you've proven. If you'll excuse me. <laughs> I hate it when he does that. <laughs> oh, that's right, everybody. We got a top five list to close out the month of June for you. Um, we are going to be looking at our top five chase scenes in Star Wars. Um, I am a... I, I always own this. I've never been a fan of chase scenes in any sort of movie genre. They just tend to bore me. But I was like, you know what? There's some really good chase scenes in Star Wars. A lot of really good chase scenes in Star Wars. And, yeah. you know, 387 episodes in and we've still never talked about a chase scene yet. So we got to we got to look at our top five this week. Um, and I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about this one, too. Carl sent this one my way and I was like, yes, please. I will talk about chase scenes. So I never thought we'd got to get to this episode, but. Here we are, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, before we get to our, our, our top five chase scenes here, um, we had a matchup last week. Uh, it's nice to have matchups back again, Jason, <laughs> um, yes, where we put Cassian Andor against Dryden Voss. And uh, this one was close. It wasn't, it wasn't as close as I was expecting, but um, lots of great. Lots of great turnout from all the Outer Rim Territories. <laughs> I see the contestants making their way out of the starting grid. We have in one corner, Cassian Andor, and then in the other, Dryden Voss. The Larians have spoken. <laughs> and what did they say? Well, the Larians say uh, we've got 37 votes for Cassian Andor and 20 votes for Dryden Voss. That's spread, of course, over our Twitter and Facebook pages, so our Twitter account and our Facebook page. So thank you, everyone, so much for weighing in and giving your thoughts on that. Carl, where do you stand 
on this matchup between Cassian Andor and Dryden Voss? Honestly, I, I, I hate doing this, but to me it comes down to what kind of fight it is. Um, if it's a melee fight, Dryden all the way, no doubt about it. Um, but when it comes to, you know, Cassian's unbelievable with a blaster. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It was, to be fair, I mean, Han went against Dryden with a blaster, but I would say young Han wouldn't be a match for like full fledged Cassian. Um, and I hate saying that cause that's my boy, <laughs> but, um, that being said, uh, I think if it just comes down to like we always like to say with the matchups, right? It's the the pinnacle of Dryden versus the pinnacle of Cassian. Um, I would give it a slight edge to Cassian. Um, you know, Dryden is an assassin uh, first and foremost. Like he he's trained in the art of deception and cunning. Um, it's a different type of fighting style. Where I mean, we don't know much of Dryden's backstory, obviously. But we do know Cassian's. He's been in this fight since he was six years old. Um, <laughs> the dude's been fighting his whole life. And, you know, he's probably fought with countless uh, incredible soldiers and warriors. And you don't get named Fulcrum for nothing, right? I mean, the, the, the original Fulcrum was Ahsoka. So to be able to take on a mantle like Fulcrum, Cassian knows what's up. So I got to say, if it comes down to the best of the two of them, I got to give a slight edge to Cassian again, melee fight hands down. Dryden wipes the floor with him. But I think, you know, if, if they're going right into the fight with their weapons, I think Cassian Cassian's able to, to edge it out. What do you think? Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go opposite of you. This nice. one, um, <laughs> I, I, I think Dryden takes it. Um, and here's, here's why the, the wild card in all of this is the Terrace stuff that he taught, um, to Kira, because Kira learned her Tereskasi from Dryden, who learned it from Maul, as far as we know. Yeah. So, um, he's he's very skilled. Not only you know, obviously with his daggers, but also in you know hand to hand combat. And I do think that the fight in Solo with Han uh, puts Han at a disadvantage because it's it's a close quarters fight, and he brought a blaster to a close quarters fight. Cassian, I think, is going to be very difficult to get to a close quarters fight, but because of his assassin skills and deception, I think Dryden is able to figure out a way to close the distance enough to give him the advantage. So that's that's why I give him that. And of course, he's pretty wicked with those daggers, too. He can slice and dice, but he, he can also fling them across the room and almost nail you in the head. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, I, I'm going to give this one slight edge to Dryden Voss. He's a he's an underestimated baddie, in my opinion, and it it never pays to underestimate Dryden. So, yeah. no, that's valid. Yeah, it, I lo- I love those points. So, um. yeah. Um, but that gives us a final tally of 38 for Cassian Andor and 21 for Dryden Voss. So, uh, not terribly close, but not a complete blowout either. Right. So, which right. I always appreciate. yeah for sure um right so uh we'll have a poll for you at the end of the episode um for uh for for our next episode um so that being said uh next week um we're going to be launching uh kind of a new segment here in the lair um i I'm doing this here rather than Patreon because I I, I suck at being consistent on Patreon. (laughs) Um, And 
uh, I don't want to I don't want to start something there and not follow through. So it's a little bit safer to do on the main show. Um, but you know, some of the shows that I really enjoy listening to, like Star Wars podcasts, um, they often do different segments throughout the month. Um, granted, they do them a lot more regularly than I plan to do because I just don't have the time. Um, but uh, I want to start a new segment. It's going to be called Star Wars Lessons, where just once a month um, I will sit down with one other guest to talk about something in Star Wars that teaches us a lesson. Um, so next week uh, I'll be – whenever I do new segment, my, my, my OG <laughs> shout-out goes to Joe Hogan. So Joe's going to join me next week to talk about a very, very important scene in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into that with him a bit more. So again, just once a month, uh, hopefully you're going to be hearing from different podcasting hosts as well, folks that run their own shows. Um, I, I really want to get some more folks on here to just talk about things in Star Wars that you know uh, have something to say to us. Because um, I think uh, that's one of my favorite aspects of Star Wars is the fact that it teaches us really beautiful life lessons. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to starting that up next week. Um, with obviously Joe Hogan, a staple of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy that new segment starting next week. Um, but Jason. Yes, Carl. I feel like something's chasing me. Well, we better start running then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Punch it. laughs> um, so, uh, so who goes first? I go first. You go first. Uh, I, I, Stand you through this apparatus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't why don't I go first? Do it up. Yeah, you brought this topic, and I want to I want to hear what you've got to say about chase scenes. I'll I'll go first. Okay. Um, Start with my honorable mention. Yes, folks, we each got honorable mentions again, as we always do. Um, My honorable mention is going to come from the beginning of Solo uh, and our chase through Corellia. Nice. Uh, uh, The the speeder chase between Han and Kira uh, and Malak as he – as they flee from the White Worms um, hideout uh, is – it's just a fun little chase scene. It's it's, – you know, it it, it honestly kind of has a Fast and Furious kind of feel, you know, Mm racing through towns and, you know, and around people and stuff like that. Um, it's one of the more cramped uh, chase scenes that I've, you know, got on my list. You know, it's it's very confined to roads and in between buildings and things like that. But that makes it kind of more intense and exciting. Uh, and I, I love the initial bravado that Han has that kind of just gets a little bit squished when <laughs> Moloch keeps, you know, getting closer, you know, man that stinger's fast yeah we're faster right i hope so so (laughs) (laughs) you know Uh, and it's it's good it's filled it's you know great moments and some funny moments like the imperial trooper who crashes a speeder and goes head over heels or the droid that gets decapitated um and and of course it all ends comes to a grinding screeching halt with him getting stuck between the two buildings um and the chase Continuing for a brief moment on foot as they run into the the, uh, the spaceport, um, where it becomes a a hunter, uh, more of a hunt than a chase at that yeah. point. Um, but I, I just love it. It's it's a fun, you know, kind of classic chase scene situation. Uh, but I, I love the the visuals of it. I love the characters involved with it, and the music is great. So. Mm-hmm. 
I, I wanted to put it on my my list here as an honorable mention. So nice. I'm going to reserve comment. I suspected you might. <laughs> um, well, my first honorable mention is an incredibly iconic chase scene in Star Wars, and it's the speeder bike chase on the Forest of Endor. Um, man, I love this chase. Forest Moon of Endor. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood, so you're going to get a lot of this. Good. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the speeder bike chase, again, it's just it's one of those like iconic Star Wars moments, right? Um and uh, so, so many of us, you know, probably already know the way they they filmed it is also just some, you know, this kind of groundbreaking method where you know you literally just had somebody with a steady cam walking through the redwood forest there, and then they just sped it up. <laughs> um, forest that we got to walk through, and that's yeah, you know, honestly, like that experience of being there last summer really has get, made me love this moment even more. And in some senses, I feel bad that it's, it's only my honorable mention because um, it is so iconic and it was so cool getting to be there. Um, mm. But honestly, just when I think about it, it's like, all right, I, I tried my best to rank these based on which ones do I really get drawn into. And again, this one's iconic and I would almost feel bad not putting it on my list, um, but it doesn't draw me in the way the other ones on my list are going to. That being said, it's so freaking fun. Um, again, and it's it's one of those moments where Ben Burt gets to do all the sound, right? Like there's no music for this entire chase scene. Um, John Williams didn't even compose any music for this chase scene. This is all Ben Burt with just the sounds of the speeders, the sounds of the trees, you know, flying by you. Um, but I think the heart of this chase scene that makes it uh, is so important just for the story is seeing Luke and Leia work together, right? They're just this great team. Um, that they can hop on these things they've never probably, well, maybe Leia's flown a speeder before, but Luke's, you know, kind of new to this sort of stuff, but they can just hop on and, and take control of the situation. And it, it just shows how well they work together. Um, and I think that's what makes the, the chase so compelling besides just the visuals. Um, you know, you, you get that great shot of Luke turning the speeder to the side to go in between the two trees. The I love the sound of them bumping into each other. That was This was always one of my favorite levels to ever play in a Star Wars video game, uh, Super Return of the Jedi, which came out for Super Nintendo back in the 90s. Uh, the, the speeder bike chase scene is you get to, like, bump into the speeder bikes to destroy them. It's, it's so fun. Um, so, yeah, like, this is... Uh, again, so iconic. Uh, and, and one of my favorite Power of the Force figures to play with as a kid was the speeder bike that you, you press the uh, back, you know, the knapsack on the back of it and it explodes into three parts. Um, yes. Loved that toy. Um, yes. So and again, like having woods in my backyard, it was fun to like take it out there and pretend I was flying through the, the forest of Endor. Um, so, yeah, it's it just again, it's just it's fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's 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 my honorable mention. Well. I'm going to continue talking about it because it's my number five. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is a, this is a fantastic see, uh, scene. It's, it's a lot of fun and it, it really is sort of Ben Burt's really, you know, chronologically speaking as terms of when they made this, his first real big turn to shine um, in a, in an extended sequence um, in terms of audio. I mean, obviously he gets to do, so much more with the pod race sequence and, and other different things, you know, like the, the, um, the seismic charges and things like that, uh, in the prequels. But I don't think there was a, an extended sequence like this where it was, you know, really kind of all just a bunch of his sound effects. 
um, prior to this in original trilogy, unless I'm missing something. Mm. Uh, maybe the, the maybe the uh, the lightsaber duel in A New Hope a little bit, but it was so short uh, compared to this. Um, but this was just really cool, and the sounds in this chase are iconic they like i can hear the speeder bikes whizzing through my head right now as i'm talking about it um <laughs> uh, and and it's just such a really cool you know sequence because it's it's beautiful beautiful uh scenery that they're just zipping through but you, you barely get a chance to notice it because you're just focused on these these little speeder bikes you know zipping in and out of the giant trees trying to avoid you know crashing and avoid being shot down or whatever um and it's it's just a really really awesome sequence, uh, and like I said, being able to find the exact path, um, you know, through the the forest there in in California with you, Carl, last year was mm. just so cool. Like <laughs> I absolutely loved that so much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it is so iconic, and I think that's part of why it's even on my list. Like, like it's you, you think Chase and Star Wars and this is probably the first scene that's going to pop into your mind because that is the definition of a Star Wars chase scene is this sequence. So um, it's not my favorite, which is why it's, you know, not you know any higher than this, but it's so iconic mm-hmm. and the sounds are just so ingrained in my my Star Wars brain that I, you know, I had to put on my list somewhere. So yeah. here it is. Yeah. I just had to play a little bit. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's it really so very is. Good. It's so good. All right. So we hit my number five. What's your number five, Carl? My number five takes us to Attack of the Clones, chasing Zam Wessel. Um, nice. Great, great sequence. Um, and, I, you know, what's interesting is... A long time ago, I didn't really care for this scene because, again, I don't like chase scenes overall. And this one's a bit long. Um, it's one of the longer chase scenes in Star. It might honestly, it might be the longest in the movies. Um, it very well might be. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure someone out there knows those facts right off the top of their head, but um, I don't. But it certainly, it certainly seems to be. Um, so many things about this I really enjoy. I think. What I like most about it is again just the visuals of it. It's it's I love Coruscant at night. <laughs> um, so getting to see those visuals, like just getting to see, you know, Obi Wan holding on to the to the probot type thing, and you know, then Anakin coming, and they're just chasing them through. The, I loved the way you talked about the the chase in Corellia as being cramped. Because in a weird way, this is also a bit cramped, even though they're in the open air, but the space lanes are just so packed on Coruscant um, that it, it does feel a bit uh, cramped. Um, yeah, it does. So I, I, one of the things that always stands out to me in this, though, is I love the look of the speeder that Anakin chooses. Um, it's obviously like an homage to American Graffiti, the yellow, you know, the yellow car in that. Um, and it does. It looks like a 1950s. Uh, speeder <laughs> you know it's it's really neat um well, just the visual design of it 
he had to find the one with the right color and the right speed capabilities. So, you know. <laughs> if you practice, if you took as much time practicing your saber technique as you did your wits, you'd rival Master Yoda as a swordsman. I thought I already did. Only in your very young mind, my very young apprentice. Um, but yeah, it, it's so, you know, it's it's so fun to watch this. And the thing that I've always actually uh, one of the first things that popped into my head when I watched this, I think even like early, early on is when Obi-Wan, you know, is falling through the air after Zam shoots the, the probot. In my head, I'm just like, he's going to be fine. Anakin's the best star pilot in the galaxy. He's coming to get you. You're going to be fine. It, it's so funny that like a moment like that is just like, eh, they're, they're going to be fine because Anakin's behind the wheel, right? And it's just like, I feel like he's invincible behind the wheel. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's also this great character moment, right? Um, it really does a lot to, to flesh out even more of the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan. You know, Anakin is a bit cocky. He's very impulsive. Um, and Obi-Wan's the one trying to kind of humble that, to quell that, to, to kind of bring it down a bit. Patience, use the false, think. <laughs> you know, granted, that's after the chase. But, um, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. Also, something I think worth noting is it's the, as far as I know, up to, up to that point, it's the only time in a Star Wars soundtrack you get uh, an electric guitar um, being used. So I'm going to, hold on, I, oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, here we go. I don't think that any other Star Wars music up to that point had electric guitar. Um, I know they used some in the Clone Wars TV show's first season, um, but certainly not in the movies. Um and it's actually hard to hear in the movie because it's the electric guitar comes in during the part when they're flying through the work section and they hit the uh, power converter. Um, so it's actually kind of harder to hear in the movie, but it's very, very, it's very, very prominent in the score version. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's just really neat um, to, to have something different like that to, to really give you this kind of like this electric chaos because that's kind of what's going on on the, on the screen. There's just kind of this electric chaos to, to the part of Coruscant they're flying through. Um, and I got to say my favorite part of the chase is kind of what we were quoting earlier though. But when, you know, they're sitting there kind of just, they hit that moment of calm and they're like, well, you've completely lost him. Once again, you've proven if you'll excuse me. (laughs) Um, it's, it's great. Like it just, it shows so much about who Anakin is. He's going to throw himself, um, into the mix here and right. Something Anakin confesses in the chase is, you know, uh, you know, if we keep this chase up too much longer, that, that guy is going to be deep fried. What a great line. Um, you know, Anakin wants to find out, he wants to figure out what's really going on here because what's at stake Padme, right? Yeah. So of course, Anakin's going to put himself all in. And, and I love it when he throws himself onto Zam's speeder, he thrusts that lightsaber down through the, the cockpit, you know, it, it's, there's just something very physical about Anakin in that moment too, right? Like this is, it's just a human person versus a bounty hunter in a speeder (laughs) on, on, you know, it's just, it's David versus Goliath in some ways, you know? Um, And I just love that sequence that Anakin's not going to stop at anything to, to protect Padme. Um, And that's really what this, this chase is about for him. 
Whereas Obi-Wan, in a way, it starts to then become, well, Obi-Wan has to chase after them. <laughs> so, you know, because Anakin's so darn impulsive. Exactly. Well, I, I will be reserving comment. So. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's number four, right? Number four. Well, I'm going to go to the most recent Star Wars project to finish up, uh, that being Mandalorian. Oh, nice. Yes. Well, I guess technically Clone Wars finished later, but that was an already existing project. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Mandalorian, we're going to go to episode two ooh, of The Mandalorian, The Child. Mando chasing down Jawas. Oh, man. How did I forget? I love that you said that. I I really like this scene. It's it's fun. It's action-packed. It's, it's not obviously super long because it's for a TV show. But it's action-packed. And I just love the the Indiana Jones homages that are going on to it, you know, with Mando being Indy and the Sandcrawler being the German tank. Um, there's, there's a lot of that going on, which I love, but it's also just really kind of fun and funny to watch this badass Mandalorian get, you know, junk thrown at him by Jawas and then just be completely zapped into unconsciousness and fall is you know it looks painful, but it also is kind of funny. Um, so <laughs> these these Jawas, you know, why would Tusken Raiders slaughter Jawas? Uh, well, because they're it, you know jerks. Um, you know that's why. But um, they're they're not you know helpless either. These Jawas, even though they may look it. Uh, but I don't know. It's just a fun little sequence, and I love the fact it it just kind of cracks me up the whole fact that you know he's chasing after them this whole time, and because um baby yoda's the child's bassinet is slaved to his gauntlet there's just this little bassinet that keeps you know chasing after everything <laughs> and so you sand crawler with the mandalorian and all this action-packed stuff is going on he's climbing up and down and getting thrown things thrown at and you know disintegrating jawas and then there's just a little bassinet following along behind it it's a really funny mental picture and the the timing of it all and the it's out is really really good um, so I, I think it's a fantastic sequence and, and it's a fun little chase scene that I wanted to make sure we got to talk about here. Yeah. Oh, this music's also so good. Oh, such a great piece of music. It's really good. It's really, really good. Epic piece of music for a somewhat comical chase scene. Yeah. So, yeah, really is. Um, well, like I said, I didn't even think of that, which I'm, I'm embarrassed because that's, that's my favorite episode of Mandalorian and one of my favorite sequences in Mandalorian. I was honestly scrolling through Disney plus the star Wars section of Disney plus going, God, I don't want to just have all of the iconic things in here. Let's just kind of take a look through, see what I can think up. And I literally yeah. pulled open Mandalorian. And I was like, I don't think there's anything in here, but let's take a look. And I was flipping through the episodes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, the Jawa chase. Yes. So yeah. that's why it's the only reason this made it onto my list, because I was actively trying to look for something that wasn't super iconic. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so good. And 
Yeah, it might, the the part of this sequence is that I've just that immediately made me love it, which is kind of like you mentioned is right at the beginning. The fact that the Mandalorian shoots at the you know the sandcrawler twice, and then he's just running bare, you know, like he's just running barefoot. Like there's something very humbling. Right, chapter two is all about just showing us how uh, how breakable Mandalorian really is. Um, yeah. And this is like you said, it's almost comical. Like the the Jawas have always been kind of this this comic relief. Uh, in the Star Wars movies, and and they are kind of comic relief even in the episode, and yet they get the best of our Mandalorian hero, right? Like it's it's yeah. great, and just watching him run after it, you know, just barefoot with the bassinet <laughs> flying after him. Um, there's something very desperate about it too, right? Um, he is so desperate in this moment. It, and and that desperation has also just made him very angry, which is probably why they do get the better of him, right? He's just launching himself at it with with pure anger and desperation, and and uh, they get the better of him, which is yeah. shocking, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, oh, I love that you put that on there. That's a that's a great great sequence. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, um, well, my next one is also not would not be considered an iconic chase scene. I wouldn't think this comes from the clone wars. Um, and I call it sledding embo. Um, ah, nice. <laughs> yes. So from, uh, season six, I don't remember the episode number, but the, the first in the Clovis arc of the, the lost missions, um, you know, they're being pursued by embo down a snowy cliff. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, you know, if, if, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, that my, by leaps and bounds, favorite bounty hunter is Embo. Um, and I think this, this actual moment proves without a shadow of a doubt why he's better than Cad Bane. Um, so I'm going to make a lot of people angry by saying that, but I don't care. He is better than Cad Bane. Um, Jason's no. also not happy with that, but you know what? You're wrong. Um, I, I, I will admit that you think he's better. <laughs> I, I, I will admit that you think he's better, but yeah. I will not accept said statement. All right. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why this chase scene is great. And then I will also show you why this chase scene proves that he's better. Um, okay. So okay. Uh, first and foremost, it's just fun, right? Like it, it's a great chase scene. Uh, it just, you know, the first time I saw it, it, it made immediately made me think of, you know, jumping on my tobacco, my toboggan and my sleds in the backyard as a kid, you know, rocketing down my own hill in the backyard. Um, you know, so again, it just, I love that part of Star Wars when it can, you know, when it connects you to like something very childish and playful. Um, yes. so that's one thing I really love about the scene. Cause I just was like, Oh man, I really wish it was a snowy day right now. And I had my hill to <laughs> just reenact <laughs> this moment. Um, but, uh, we really get to see, um, you know, something that's so, so great is we get to see how incredible Embo is at parkour um, when he's shooting, you know, the icicles down to try to stop them. And Anakin uses the force to push them. And then Embo jumps off his hat, kind of does some cool parkour moves over the top of him and jumps back onto his hat. By the way, could Cad Bane sled on his hat? I think not. Um, just saying. But his hat's not designed to be sledded on and he would have his rocket boots. Yeah. He would need his rocket boots against Embo. <laughs> anyway, so um, the chase is just very like, it's a, it's a very tense moment too. Again, like looking at the characters involved, you know, specifically Anakin, right? Like he's obviously doing his best to protect Padme, but unfortunately that also means protecting Clovis who he hates. Um, yeah. Right. So he's really in this uh, uncomfortably, 
tense spot here where he'd probably just as soon push Clovis off, <laughs> but he knows he can't do that because um, right. the they need him. Um, yeah, and yeah, they would. What could? And Padme would kill him. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I, I love it for that. And, you know, when the chase comes to an end, you also realize that the chase was meant to just be a chase. Embo was not supposed to kill them. Right. Nope. When he makes that transmission um, and he talks to Sidious, you know, it makes it clear like, oh, you've you succeeded in your mission, bounty hunter. I'll deal with them from here. Right. That the idea was to drive them all together to bring Clovis, Padme and Anakin force them together where Anakin's forced to protect them. Um, you know, that's kind of the plot behind this, this chase scene. And once again, I'd just like to point out that Embo was tapped by Sidious, not Cad Bane. Um, but that's because Cad Bane was already tapped by him to infiltrate the Jedi temple. Yeah. In two small potatoes. He knew that Embo wouldn't do that because he was at least some, moral character to embo um well that's probably true but um <laughs> he did not hire embo to infiltrate the jedi temple em- so embo was probably busy on another job he probably turned it down he probably went to embo first and then he was like uh why don't you call cad bane he's my, he's my lesser and sidious was like god damn it all right <laughs> but anyway um i just Enough. enough about that yes i just love this chase and then again it when um merrick brings Cad Bane has hat back to at the end and he just pats oh. him on the head. You know, anytime I get to hear Embo talk, I get excited because it's just the coolest voice ever. Um, <laughs> Dave Filoni doing some jumbled French. So, yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's my number four. Oh, that, that's a, that's a really fun chase scene. And it's a good pick. I do have a Clone Wars pick on my list, but it's not this one. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, this, I forgot about this one and I'm so glad you brought it up because it is, it really is a very incredible chase scene. It's, you know, very well choreographed and, and animated out and things like that. Um, and the whole, uh, landscape that they go down in order to get there is really, you know, lends itself well to the, the kind of chase that we're going for. And it gives Embo a lot of cool opportunities to act like he's trying to kill them. Mm-hmm actually having to kill them you know uh the 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 topography and anakin skills are enough to make things seem more dangerous than it really is um so which is you know obviously the point and it's just to drive them together out of this area and make them targeted so that people will be like oh oh well here here take this do this or whatever and that's that's sidious's whole point so yeah it's it's very well done, and uh, it's a it's a really freaking cool chase scene. So glad you brought it up. Yeah. Well, what is your number three? My number three is going to be the Coruscant chase scene. Nice. Uh, so yeah, now I I'm not going to say too much more than what you already said because I love a lot of what you already said. Um, it's it's just a really uh, interesting, it, very well done chase scene, but but. More important than the actual chase scene in the pursuit of Zam Wessel is this is what we really get to see the development of the banter between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Because up to this point, it's all been master and apprentice relationship with the two of them, you know, and very much teacher student, uh, sort of a disciplinary kind of, a, of an a- attitude a little bit. 
this is where we really kind of see, no, they're, they really are friends and they really do work well together, even if it annoys the other. So, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and, and that's the thing I really like about this chase scene, um, other than the fact that it's just fun. So, uh, and probably my favorite part of the chase scene is when Anakin lands on Zam's speeder. Uh, simply because, you know, they're, they're just that whole sequence as he's climbing all over the speeder and she's accelerating and decelerating, trying to shake him off. And that moment when her face, she loses concentration on her, you know, her face and it goes back. Uh, <laughs> the first time I saw that in the theaters, I was like, what the heck just happened? Did I see what I think I saw? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably my favorite part of the sequence. But it's really the banter and the the demonstration of the friendship and the uh, lighthearted side of Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship that really kind of is the point of that chase, aside from just the pursuit of the information of Zam Wessel. So, Great stuff. Yeah, that's, that's why it's my number three, and I love it. And uh, again, the music in that scene is terrific. Um, I love the music. The electric guitar is pretty cool. But the xylophone really gets a chance to just go absolutely nuts, you know, in the entire sequence. So that the banging, uh, you know, key notes that are that are in there—that's all xylophone stuff. So it's. That's not xylophone. Oh, there we go. Almost sounds like a whip cracking. Giddy up! You know? I get it. <laughs> and it's carrying the melody right there, too, which is so cool. Anyway, ah, oh, what a great shout out! <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love the music in that, but yeah, it's there's some really awesome stuff in there. Yeah, uh, and that's that track, by the way, is on the normal episode two soundtrack for all those. In case you're like, oh, I'd love to listen to that myself. It's you know track three, Zam and the Assassin, and Chase the Corazon. It starts around like four and a half minutes in. You're gonna you're it might be in other spots too, but that's the kind of the xylophone solo, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so good. So good. But yeah, no, there's there's some awesome stuff. Uh, what is your number three then, sir? My number three is what will soon probably be considered an iconic Star Wars moment, and it is the Kessel Run from Solo. Um, oh, nice. So uh, it, it, this, honestly, when I first made the list, this was my number one when I first started. But then I was like, wait a minute. There are a couple things I like a little bit more. Um, <laughs> so and that's not knocking this. I love the Kessel Run. And. I want to just frame it with how it begins. I have a good feeling about this, right? This is a much different Han Solo than we get in episode four, A New Hope, um, which makes sense. Um, It's called having a character arc. (laughs) Um, And I just, I love this. uh, I'm I'm specifically talking about that moment when he first flies into the maelstrom right up through um, 
when the lights kind of go out. Like I, I'm not including the escape from the mall monster. I actually don't particularly love that part. But the the chase through the the um, the maelstrom is just so good as they start this Kessel run. And you know that line that begins it. It just shows us how optimistic and confident Han is. You know, um, is Han a braggart by saying this and, and thinking he can get through this? Sure, I think that's part of it. But I also would say that Han is also a braggart because he is saying these things to convince himself that he can do it, right? Um, that That's why I love Han's character so much in this movie is simply because I don't see him as straight up cocky like the Han Solo we meet in the cantina in A New Hope. He is cocky um, and he's probably had enough experiences to to allow him to be cocky. But this is a Han Solo who's trying to convince himself, right? I would almost make it a, a, analogous to the, the Force Awakens chase scene when you got Finn and Rey saying, I can do this, I can do this. This is Han's version of that in a way. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I love this, this moment of the movie um, uh, where uh, we also get great music, right? And the, the track on the soundtrack is called reminiscence therapy, which is exactly what this is, right? It's, um, John Powell revisiting some really iconic chase music from star Wars. Um, and, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of it here. Right. We get that. The, you know, that the famous trench run music, um, is that the trench run? Am I getting that? No, no. that's the TIE fighter, a chase. I'm sorry. It's yeah. the TIE fighters attack, um, which obviously is then used again in return of the Jedi as they fly into the superstructure. It's used in last Jedi as they fly through, um, crate. Um, so it's, it's a very popular theme in star Wars. Um, I do love the way Powell adds these really cool percussion instruments to the to the back of it. Just gives it kind of a more kick ass feel. It makes it fit the scene a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, but you know, you, you got that music plus as it as it leads on. You know, you're gonna get um, oh, that's Hans theme. All right, we get the asteroid field. So you know, it's. Again, I think Reminiscence Therapy is the perfect title for this moment. And in a way, this is, you know, in the same way in 1977 when Obi-Wan says, um, you know, I, I used to fight in the Clone Wars the same as your father. People, you know, kids all over the world that when they heard that line were like, oh, what are the Clone Wars? Well, when Han Solo says it's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, everybody was also asking, the hell's the Kessel Run? <laughs> and we finally got to see it. Um, and... And it is the ship that kind of does it. Han is the pilot, but he couldn't have done it without Beckett and um, certainly not without Chewie, certainly not without Lando and L3. Um, but, you know, as the uh, the asteroid field chase is, music is playing, it, my favorite moment in the, the Kessel Run is when Han does the barrel roll and knocks the TIE fighter into an asteroid. It's just so cool. Um, yeah. I mean, and Grant, we saw that clip before the movie even came out. Um but it's just so good. Uh, I love the witty banter. You know, you know, Beckett, they still with us? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't remember what Beckett says. I don't know what that means. Well, are they or aren't they? Yes, they're still on us. <laughs> you know? Like, um, like, uh, like something on a Ky- – oh, God, I don't yeah. remember. It's like, like he, a Gangerson's like- pelt. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. So, you know, yes! <laughs> you, you've got uh, – 
which in a lot of ways, like in a tense scene, of course, people are like kind of punchy with each other. Um, it's it, to me, this is like very Lawrence Kasdan writing, right? It, it feels very much like a Lawrence Kasdan Star Wars scene. Um, so, you know, you know, when the 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 TIE fighters take out the, Beckett's gun, <laughs> you know, we lost our cannon really hurt my thumbs. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's so good. I love it. Um, but also the Kessel Run to me. The heart of the Kessel Run, specifically in the story of Solo, is when Han says, you know, we need to, re- you know, revert power to the rear deflector shields. We definitely do. <laughs> Chewie jumps in, you know. Um, which, how do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. Um, right. And then Kira gives up her seat for Chewbacca. Right. It's it, to me, this is like a iconic moment of Star Wars and specifically this movie because Chewie is Han's co-pilot, not Kira. Um, and um, I made this point a long time ago on Twitter, but I also love when Chewie takes that seat, we immediately get an exterior shot of the Falcon as the headlight comes on. Right. So to me, it's like it's this beautiful moment where we're being told visually that Chewbacca is Han's guiding light. Um, and that's the reason Han's able to get through the Kessel run is because he's finally got his co-pilot. So there's yeah. so much going on in this sequence and I could probably talk about it some more, but I feel like that's kind of the, the crux of why I enjoy it so much. And and obviously just the simple truth of it, it shows how intuitively good at flying Han is, right? Like this is that moment that cements that he is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. Um, you know, it's just something that comes to him so intuitively. And, but yet he can't do it alone. He needs that co-pilot and he finally gets it in this sequence with Chewbacca. So um, that's my number three. There you go. I love it. I love it. No, I, I really think this is cool. It, the, the Kessel Run is um, – it's a really good sequence. It's not my favorite sequence in, in Solo, but it's really good and it's got some incredibly iconic moments, specifically the Chewbacca one like you mentioned. Um, but it's also just – it's a lot of fun and it's funny, uh, full of classic Star Wars action and adventure, um, which is just it, – it's just such a good good sequence in all of that. So – I do love it. I don't have a ton to say about it other than what you already said. Um, partially because I haven't revisited the Kessel Run in a little bit, and I really should. But um, but you've already spoken quite a bit about it. It's not on my list. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it, and I, it it is definitely something that should be iconic uh, in Star Wars. So yeah, I'm also. honestly really surprised this isn't on your list. So it's, I'm not, it, I'm not, it, I know it's fine. I just, I honestly expected this to be on your list as well. No, it, it, for whatever reason, it didn't make it, but nice. I'll, I'll tell you what did. Okay. My number. Uh, <laughs> what did? <laughs> what did? <laughs> Please tell me. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, you know, uh, we're going to go to clone wars. Uh, specifically, we're going to go to, uh, season five, the episode, uh, the Jedi who knew too much. Ooh. This is Ahsoka's, chase from the clones out of the prison um now granted the entire chase sequence takes about like the second half of the episode to to do um you know it starts inside the prison and then and it's got you know several different beats that stack up on top of each other it starts inside the prison anakin then joins in at the prison as she's getting out um it's prison grounds as she's trying to make it to the ship which they blow up then she heads into the industrial sector across all the top of the pipes pipings which is probably my favorite sequence in this chase is 
that with the the gunships coming in and the clones firing the you know stun bolts at her and everything like that. Um, and then of course the chase ends down in the sewers themselves before she escapes into uh, the underworld of Coruscant at the end of the episode. But it's the whole sequence, like I said, takes about ten or eleven minutes. Um, it's a really long sequence because, like I said, it's the second half of the episode. But it's just a really kind of desperate chase the entire time, and you just as you think something might turn into her favor, it gets worse again, and everything is subsequently worse and worse and worse. And you know, it, it looks like it might she might get away, she might be able to turn things around, but she keeps getting cornered in situations by Barris, who's leaving, you know, first unconscious clones and then dead clones in her path um, that keeps implicating her in things, and it just doesn't get any better from there. Um, it's definitely the most uh, tense and um, serious chase scene that I have on my list, but mm. it's got some really, really good action, uh, and the the desperateness of Ahsoka as she tries to find a way out of the situation on her own in a way that she's never been before um, is really, really kind of a a fascinating thing to watch and to experience that that, I don't trauma is not the right word, but that desperation with her. So, Mm. you know, as she, as she tries to escape and, and, just to even make sense of things. She doesn't even have to have time to figure out what's going on before, you know, more trouble comes her way. So, um, yeah, it, that's my number two. It's a really, really good chase scene in general. But my favorite part, part, like I said, is the sequence where she's on top of the piping in the industrial sector and the clones are all chasing her and the gunships are flying in um, and she's dodging and deflecting uh stun bolts and things like that. There's some really, really good um, visuals, not only just in terms of the, the choreography and the animation, but also just color. Like, mm-hmm. I really like the color and all of that, too. So um, it's just a really great sequence. And uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it, obviously, it's on my list. But that's yeah, as far as I know, too, it might be the one of the only places where we get to see somebody deflect stun bolts. Which I'm always curious to see if that's possible, and now we know that it is. And it is a yeah. it, it's a really neat um, sound. It's a really neat visual. Um, and I would say, like, I think you were right in intuiting that this is a moment of trauma for Ahsoka. You know, she's being okay. chased by her clone brothers as well as Anakin and Rex. Right, her like almost literal family for her. Like Anakin is kind of like a father figure. Rex is kind of like a brother figure, you know, so she's being pursued by the people that care about her the most. Um, And um, I actually, while you were talking, I actually did just do like a quick little timestamp to see how long the attack of the clones chases. It's about seven minutes. Um, So I I don't, I don't have the heart, but it's it's close to seven minutes. And I I targeted from when Obi-Wan jumps out the window to them right before they go into the outlander club. But so that's about seven minutes. So it sounds like this chase scene is actually probably a bit longer. Um, But yeah, it, this is it is a very emotional scene, like you said, Jason, and it's it's a great one. The music is so good in that in that chase. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I love that you put it on there, and and kind of her jumping into the underworld. I would say it's obviously 
Dave Filoni's homage to the the Harrison Ford movie Fugitive, right? Okay. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I don't care. <laughs> you know, um, that's obviously very much Anakin and, and Ahsoka in that moment, um, right? And yeah, it's it's so good, and uh, it is a character moment, right? The, like it's not a Fast and Furious chase scene. Like this isn't just about the the cool visuals and the neat things that happen along the way it's about what's at stake for our characters specifically in a chase scene like that so that's great stuff i love that it's on your list yeah so uh what is your number two then carl well my number two will come as no surprise to you jason um it is a very iconic moment um it is the asteroid field chase from the empire strikes back um you know it just this is one of the most iconic chase scenes in all of Star Wars, you know, this and the speeder bike chase to me are like the first ones that come to mind when I think of chase scenes in Star Wars. Um, you know, uh, the thing I love about the way it starts though, is I love that opening shot, you know, where we kind of get the spin wheel of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the frame wipe from Luke yep. leaving for Dagobah into the, the Falcon being pursued by the star destroyer. Honestly, I was thinking of this as I was rewatching that moment today, kind of reminds me of the very start of a new hope you have this tiny ship being pursued by something massive right um it's a different angle of it like you see it straight on but you see how minuscule the falcon is compared to this massive star destroyer chasing it um right to just really convey that sense of desperation and and panic (laughs) as they're trying to pursue this monster of a of a beast um you know and and I feel like a shot like that also makes both these ships feel like characters, right? You know, um, the Falcon is the the little bird of prey being pursued, you know, uh, by this monster of a of a predator. You know, even though they're lifeless ships, they feel alive in that opening shot. Um, yeah. So, you know, kind of, I, I purposely put this right next to the Kessel Run because, well, to be fair, this is how it does shake out for me, but kind of like I was saying with my previous point with the Kessel run, right? Hans, I've got a good feeling about this, you know, his way of kind of trying to pump himself up in this moment, Han still very confident. Um, even in the midst of his panic, like he, he's just, we're going to do this. I got to do this. (laughs) You know, um, it, it just shows how comfortable he is in his piloting skills. And I would say in his trust in Chewie as as a co-pilot, like the way the two of them work together, it's just beautiful. You know, it's, it's, it's like two, it's watching like two incredible dancers, right? Right. They just intuitively know each other so well. Um, so, you know, you, 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 I love that moment of Han saying, Oh, we can still outmaneuver. I mean, grabs a lever and then boom, we get that awesome shot of the Falcon just diving straight down and making these star destroyers collide. I mean, Han's the king of evasion, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great moment. Um, and then as you find out, you know, obviously the hyperspeed isn't working, trying to fix it. Uh-oh, something's banging into the ship. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I love just, oh, no. Chewie, set 271. What? What are you doing? You're not actually going into an asteroid field. It'd be crazy to follow us. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an act of desperation for sure. But Han would rather make this, you know, bold move of desperation to stay alive than be captured. Um, and I would say ultimately why Han is so adamant about making this work 
is because, again, what's at stake for the character? If they get captured, that means Leia and Chewie get captured. Han's not going to let that happen. Um, you know, so he goes into that asteroid field. And as it quickly becomes a bit much, and 3PO gives them the odds, 3,720 to 1. <laughs> um, never tell me the odds, you know. I think one of my favorite lines, though, in this, this chase scene is when he says to Leia, well, you said you wanted to be around when I made a mistake, sweetheart. This could be it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he says that like it's, it's, it's a comical line. It's but to me, it's almost like this fake humility. He really does believe you can do this. Like he's really confident that he's going to be able to pull this off. Yeah. Um, and there's a moment in the Empire Strikes Back radio drama that I really like. That after Han has like evaded the fleet, we get this scene with Vader where they report that the Falcon has slipped away and Vader's so pissed because he says along the lines of how could a smuggler evade an Imperial fleet? This is ridiculous. (laughs) There are common outlaws, I think, is the line he uses. But to me, it's like even Vader notices how good of a pilot Han is. And that says a lot because we know who Vader is. He's Anakin. Um, So Han's no joke. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I would... what makes me love this scene most of all, besides just the really incredible visuals is again, kind of the heart of the characters here. There's a, the, the recklessness that Han exhibits in the asteroid field um, is that he's going to give his all to, to keep Leia safe and to keep Chewie safe. Um, so yeah, it's, it's my number two. No, that's, that's good. It's a really good chase scene. Um, it is not on my list because I figured you'd have it on yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you that when we yeah. were, getting on here today but yeah no this is it's a really it's a really really iconic chase scene uh it's got some fantastic fantastic music amazing visuals and um i mean it's it's well paced out the humor is great the action is fantastic um and uh, i there's not really anything you can say bad about it it's it's just terrific um so i'm i'm very happy it's on the list that we got a chance to talk about it, but you know, as in as we have found with all of these chase scenes, um, it really is kind of the character moments in the middle of them that is what we have really grabbed onto, um, and this one is no exception. Right. So, uh, yeah. Well, we brings us down to our final final uh, entries. Then I'm really curious what your number one is. All right. Um, I realized that this one – I realized as we were t- recording our list that this one might be contested as a chase scene. But I, the way I'm looking at it, it is a total chase scene. Um, it's the TIE Fighter escape from uh, the Star Destroyer in The Force Awakens with Finn and Poe as oh. they blast out of – the Star Destroyer. They are being chased and pursued by the Star Destroyer and the missiles and everything like that. Um, I love this sequence. I really do. It's, you know, obviously it's where Finn and Poe have to meet and, and really kind of get a feel for each other on the fly, literally, um, <laughs> as they are trying to escape. You know, Poe is loving being behind the, the control sticks of this, this TIE fighter, uh, and he's kind of teaching finn how to to shoot and then they meet and he gives finn his name um and then as soon as they kind of get to a calm point he's like what no we can't go back to jakku uh 
And that's when they miss what's happening and they get shot down. It's a really short sequence uh, for a chase. And I, you know, but I consider it a chase scene because they really, they're, they're trying to escape. And it's the uh, First Order is definitely pursuing them, you know, because you can't let you can't let Poe escape. Um, so I, I didn't think about the fact that it may not be considered one until after I, we started recording. So sorry. I mean, they are, are gonna... literally being chased by rockets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah, so that, that this is, it's a really short sequence. And I, I honestly, it's just so full of, of intense excitement and adventure uh, packed into maybe two minutes of screen time, you know, tops, uh, you know, that I, it gets me excited every time, you know. FN2, what? They never gave me a name. It's the only a game they ever gave me. I'm not going to call you that. Uh, I'll call you Finn. How's that? You know, Finn, I like that. Good to, I'm Poe, Poe Dameron. Good to meet you, Poe. Good to meet you too, Finn. You know, I, I love it. I love it. The banter is terrific. Um, the energy is great between the two actors. Uh, the two characters on screen. Um, and it's just a fun, fun little sequence. And I don't know why, but it did jump way up top on my list when I was making my list today. I didn't anticipate it being number one when I put it on my, my list, but it just kind of ended up there. So that's where it sits at the moment. Tomorrow it could be different, but you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> these chase scenes are all chasing each other for my favorite. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number one for now. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. I, I would consider it a chase scene. Honestly, when we were coming down to the point here, when you when you mentioned Force Awakens, uh, I was really thinking the uh, the chase, um, you know, through Jakku with them and the Falcon, uh, Ray and yeah. Finn. Um, I would definitely consider this a chase scene, um, and it is such a good one because it's at the heart of it is the you know the creation of this friendship between Finn and Poe. Um, yeah, that's going to become incredibly important in the the story of the sequels. Um, it's a great moment, and like you said, Jason, every time I see it too, I, I tend to grin from ear to ear. the The way they just pump each other up, the way that specifically Poe sees Finn as a person rather than a number, and and yeah. and Finn being so honored to be seen as a person, not a number, is just beautiful. Um, it's a great moment. I love that you got it on your list. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love it. And I don't I honestly don't have much more to say about it because number one, it's a short scene, but number two, I just love it. You know, yeah. there's not a lot to to that love other than it's just awesome yeah. and it makes me happy. Yeah. No, I love it. Great pick. All right, sir. I think I know what your number one is. <laughs> yes. Uh, We're gonna bookend this episode because it is your honorable mention. Um my favorite chase scene in Star Wars is the chase on Corellia with Han and Kira. Um nice. right at the top you know, when I made the list, this was originally number three, you know, behind Kessel Run and Asteroid Field. But I was like, wait a minute. This is the one chasing, though, that made me want to do an episode about chasings. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's the one that, like, it yeah, right. And, and, and I love it so much. Every t- it's, it's the only chasing so far that I haven't, like, looked at my phone during or walked out of the room during like i mean to be fair the asteroid field i've been living with that scene for my entire star wars fandom um Mm -hmm. so it it becomes second nature in a way but this one is just so good it's to me it's the perfect amount of time it's not too long but it's not too short um 
and uh, I really, I, I really want to hone in on, on uh, your adjective of cramped. <laughs> it's such a great way to describe it. Um, but it, to me, it starts with this break for freedom. Um, you know, my, I think my favorite thing about this chase scene is the music. It's, it's probably my favorite piece of music in a chase, right? <laughs> so they're escaping from the, you know, the white worms lair. And it just rides out on Han's theme like over and over and over again because finally Han is making a break for it with Kira. They're, they're making this break for freedom, um, which, by the way, freedom is the core theme of Solo. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I just love this. This statement of the speech. And they're just, you know, they're just cheering and screaming like this, these shouts of joy, like they're finally free, right? Yeah. Um, as they're making their way out of there. And, and, and I love the visual as they burst forth into the kind of the, the, the highway that's out in the light. <laughs> you know, I love that first person perspective shot that Ron Howard gives us of them actually flying into the light, right? Like yeah. we as an audience are going and, you know, everybody talks about how dark everything is at the beginning of this movie. I mean, that's obviously intentional. And as you and I said, the experience, Jason, depending on what theater you were in, it was too damn dark. <laughs> um, yeah. To be fair, the, the home release is, I think, has been phenomenal. Um, but right, we go from this like disgusting dungeon-like pit of, you know, Proxima's lair bursting forth into the freedom of the light. You know I mean? Uh, yeah. I like very hitchy over the head, simple sim- symbolism because I'm not that bright <laughs> and I want it to be simple. Um, so I really, really enjoy that moment. Um, and again, the reason this is my favorite chase scene is because it's about characters. Um, and as this chase, you know, continues, oh, there's a Starliner leaving from Coronet Spaceport. We're going to be on it drive our way past the checkpoint we're free i want to be a pilot like oh i just love that i whenever i hear this song i like i talk to it like i'm singing a song (laughs) like with lyrics um you know and uh, i i love it because i know i've talked about this moment a million times since solos come out but it's that moment where two young lovers get to dream together which i love moments like that in star wars right it's yeah. it's han saying what he wants to be what he wants to do with his life he wants to be a pilot it's finally racing towards that becoming real kira just wants to be free we can get our own ship see the whole galaxy all of it right like these are two characters in pursuit of their dreams but they're about to be chased down by their right like by the thing that had in in a way enslaved them for most of their lives. You know, you've got Moloch in this massive speeder, you know, damn, that stinger's fast, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it gets so tense as they're being pursued. Um, and one of the things I love too is, is, is they kind of get back down into like the nitty gritty work section as Han's trying to evade them. Um, you see all these TIE fighters stacked up, which is cool. Just like, I love that it's kind of this callback to, you know, the regular legends canon that Corellia is a, it's just it's a spaceship building planet, right? Like that's its main industry is building spaceships. So right. there's that shot where kind of Han does like that power slide around a corner and you see um, on either side of the screen, you'll see all these um, TIE fighters stacked up. And they're actually the kind of the dark blue TIE fighters that we see in Empire Strikes Back. 
Um, they're not like the more whitish gray ones, um, I, which I just thought was neat. Um, so you kind of see Han like Han and Kira are being pursued through the guts of this of this of this planet, and um, you know uh, it kind of comes to this silly end where he tries to squeeze through this gap, um, and he <laughs> doesn't so- quite make it. Which to me, and again, like in a very almost simple again symbolic way it shows that he and kira aren't going to quite make it right even though like as they kind of stall out there they're not going to fully make it together unfortunately right it's kind of pointing ahead to the fact they're not they're not going to finish this chase together um Uh but yeah i just uh i i really enjoy it and um obviously the all top three of my choices here have to do with han solo being the pilot um, but I want to just point out that on all of them, Han's ability as a pilot, I would say, is in direct correlation to the importance of keeping the people he cares about safe, right? When he's really pressed for uh, the safety of his loved ones, he rises to the, cha- to the challenge, right? Um, it's pretty clear that Moloch has a faster speeder, and yet Han is able to evade them. So Han wins the chase, but he loses the hunt. I love the way you kind of broke that down as a two parts there, Jason, right? Like this is the chase, but now when they get into the spaceport, the hunt is on, right? So they don't escape the hunt, but they do win the chase. So, um, but yeah, uh, that is my, that is my favorite chase scene in star Wars. That's, uh, that's, that's, I was a little surprised that it, I was not surprised it was on your list. I was a little surprised it was your number one. Yes. I live to surprise you, my friend. <laughs> I think you called that before we started. Um, I think, but yeah, no, that was that's pretty cool. You know, I I don't have much more to say about it because I already mentioned my stuff at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, I'm. It's a great chase scene, and it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, like Solo, the movie in general. So, um, I'm glad. I'm glad we got. To, to bookend the show with that chase. That was, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. When you started with your honorable mention, I'm like, oh, well, we're about to get a bookmarked episode. <laughs> so It's like we planned it. Yeah. Like we did. Which we didn't. <laughs> but we're so in sync. We're like Han and Chewie, buddy. <laughs> right. That is exactly what it is. So. Um, All right. Awesome. So there you have it. There are our favorite chase scenes in Star Wars. But as always, whenever we do top fives, we love your input. And that's why we're going to make our poll for next week. What is your what? favorite? <laughs> your favorite chase scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We want to know. We want to know. We had a ton of fun today talking about our favorite chase scenes. And so uh, tell us what your favorite chase scene is. Um, you know, you don't have to just put the, the chase scene title in there. Give us a reason when you when you respond to our, our poll. Uh, for next week's episode because we like to know we like to know why you like things too because that makes our our life more interesting so or our enjoyment of all this more interesting yes. anyway <laughs> i went somewhere with that and it just fell apart <laughs> <laughs> but yes carl if people want to uh say anything about this episode what they enjoyed about it or just weigh in on our poll where can they do that sir uh, well, we are, of course, on Twitter at Wampa's Lair. Um, we are on Facebook at Wampa's Lair Podcast. And you can always email us at Wampa's Lair Podcast at gmail.com.
on this episode? Uh, I am all set. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This has been episode number 387. Follow that speeder. I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. <laughs>